the torciadores quietly rolled their cigars and the despaliadoras stripped the stems from the tobacco leaves. They were entertained, informed, and inspired by literature and the daily news. So began the tradition of El Lector, the reader. This is the El Lector podcast. Stories and cigars from the exiled South. This is the Elector podcast. Back from when? From the dead. Yeah, really. Yeah, from March of twenty. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. <laughs> like a phoenix slowly crawling out of a pool. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen pounds heavier yeah, than yeah, it used yeah. to. Yeah. 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 Collectively, we gained the hundreds. Yeah, we didn't record because I was waiting till I lost the weight. I didn't want to be on audio yeah. overweight. Yeah, Pat Oswalt talks about how you can hear when someone's fat the way they say the word B, like the letter. Basically, anytime they use the letter B, you can tell. I'm a little discouraged. This is weird. Like, a lot of people lately have been coming to me like, Matt, are you losing weight? And I'm like, no. How bad was I? Yeah, how bad was I before? Like, what happened? Like, oh, he got he got bad. My good friend Jim Gazer has a theory that. Uh, you can reach a weight threshold where that was not a name drop, by the way. Pe- yeah, people would just forget how fat you are. So then, when they see you in their head, you were fatter. So they ah. see you and they just, oh man, he's not as fat as I remember. So they, <laughs> they say things like, oh, are you losing weight? I had a, I, it's like a matrix effect, like how they, per- like your perception of yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I only bring that up because I, I have been at that weight for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I have a friend that went to go do Weight Watchers, and the the person that was running the meeting had like the best one liner. She's like, uh, "You don't want to tell people you're doing Weight Watchers, but I promise you, you're the last one to realize you are fat. <laughs> like everybody else knows, you're not you're not letting they out know. a se- yeah, you're not letting out a secret. Like tell people you're doing Weight Watchers. It's okay. <laughs> Weight Watchers is a proud sponsor of the Elector Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Along so with last, Drew Estate scars, so the, yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. But wink, wink. So the last, the last episode we dropped was a, a, uh, our, the interview with Adriana Bosch on the the uh, Letters to Eloisa f- film, and that I I recorded that right before you know everything blew up with COVID, and I went to the premiere of that film, and that was the last public event that that I attended. Uh, ever. <laughs> so I don't we haven't done anything like that. That was the last thing I attended till what's happening right now. <laughs> right, right. And since then, we, we made attempts, right? We, we did do some attempts yeah. at recording some stuff. Uh, we, did, we actually did a COVID episode. We did one that's lost to time uh, via Zoom. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. If I remember right, we were all shirtless. Yes. Or at least at different points. We were thinking about evening. renaming the podcast. Shirtless. To shirtless. shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> but we were afraid that uh, Jason Bateman would sue us. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we and that one's dated now, right? Because it was just us bitching about yeah, COVID that was and how <laughs> silly things were. And everybody's gonna hear that and say, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it sucks. Good job. Yeah. So insightful. Yeah. yeah. So we we kind of. Let that one slip. So we should mention we're here tonight. It's it's me, Mark, Marcos, Matt. We're we're missing uh, Victor, but well, we found a replacement Victor. Uh, <laughs> the replacement Victor in our, in our good friend of the podcast, Josh Roque. Wait, from we Drew didn't State. recast Victor, did we? <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> At this point, he's still not going to get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. No, no pressure, Josh. Like, no, it's not an audition. I promise. Now, I'm taking notes. Now, Josh, you've been on. The, you've been on with us before. Yes, obviously. Yes. But tell everybody again uh, who you are, what you do. So I'm Josh Roque. I am one of the brand managers at Drew Estate, and so basically, what that. Th- the tails is is I pretty much look pretty and sit at a desk the whole time. No, 
but we I help develop uh, brands for the company you know make sure that we've got production going in um, at correct amounts you know managing inventory of our brands uh, making sure that we're doing marketing for each of the brands that need it and things like that so that's pretty much what entails in a nutshell what I do Awesome. So well, welcome again to the podcast, man. It's great to Essentially, have Essentially, Josh is the only one that knows what he's talking about on when it comes podcast. to cigars <laughs> yes, on the Cigar Podcast. We figure for a no, nice we, change of pace, we yeah, bring in uh, an yeah, actual Someone actually knows what new. they're talking about. We just smoke them. Yeah. I mean, we've had Jack on a couple of times. He knows what he's well, yeah, time, he knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, apologies to Jack, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we got to get him back on too. We, it's been a while. I don't even know what he's doing. I think we should days. have Josh and Jack on at the same time and watch them fight. Exactly, oh, yes. <laughs> arm wrestling, <laughs> feats of strength. <laughs> Just play Eye of the Tiger while they puff on cigars. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Here, you each have a seven by seventy ring gauge cigar. Go. <laughs> Which is what I call Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. But also, that would also translate very well for our audio podcast yeah. once again. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we might be now. In the wrong media. Jackie is turning a slightly darker shade of green. <laughs> Can we get uh, Jason Sudeikis to do color commentary? <laughs> oh, I think we should rename this the Diamond Dogs Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it, that I'm, I'm glad we've brought up Ted Lasso because what we're talking about tonight is kind of um, cigars in the time of, of COVID, or, or um, another way to say it is how how did you uh, find sanity over the last year of craziness? So, Matt, why don't you why don't you lead us off? I'll let you know when I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, you know it's funny because uh, we've talked at length. Uh, and Mark will put footnotes to audio time clips of all the episodes that we talked about this. Like, what is the nature of why? Why do we get together and smoke? Why do we hang out? You know, and uh, I don't have a lot of disposable income, and I often say this that I that I have very kind and generous friends, and so I smoke better and I drink better than my station permits. <laughs> but I actually went out and bought my first box of cigars. I was really excited because it was a cigar you introduced me to, Mark, which was the Flathead, the Cow Flathead the Seven. CAO, yeah. I, 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 did you say CAO or do you say Cow? Do I, I always wonder. It's uh, I say it's CAO, but okay, do whatever you want. But again, because I smoked the Seven Seventy, the huge. That's yeah. a box press, and it comes in such a cool box. Matt Matt prefers to have a cigar the size of a baby's arm. Yes, uh, at all times. And I ha- yeah. I have smoked a baby's arm before. It's <laughs> little 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 dark, but yeah. Um, and that was like I was like okay like the cigar shop was going to shut down we knew everything like it was like everything was getting close and I went and got a box and I think it was like 24 cigars and I thought if I just have one a week (laughs) (laughs) I'd make it I can, little did you know. Little did I know. Little did you know. And that was that was really like so we live in a tiny townhouse and there's three of us and my wife was teaching online my daughter was going to school online and I was trying to be a productive employee online and it was a little bit of a nightmare and so uh, the backyard which is you know a four by four concrete slab was like my only kind of escape and that was light one of those bad boys up put the iPad on watch something smoke a cigar and it did not last 24 weeks. <laughs> just be 100% honest. Oh, yeah. I don't even think it probably lasted two weeks, to be honest. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> I think, I think uh, yeah, during COVID, this is Marcos, uh, I, 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 I upped, I was telling this to Matt the other day, I think I upped it to about two cigars a day on average. On average. Yeah. That's um, pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was nothing else to do. <laughs> it was basically, oh, I'm yeah. going to sit out at night and uh, have some cigars. And thankfully, there was a lot of mail order options, you know, so I tried yeah. I tried different ones, you know, just seeing, seeing what you, you know, we had a cigar auction and, yeah. uh, you know, all these other ones. Neptune, our local cigar store here uh they closed their lounge yeah their lounge is still closed i think right i don't know i haven't it checked it may have changed with the new cdc yeah i haven't, I haven't been in yeah. a couple but months, you guess. know that that but they were great you know they were they were great suppliers so you know they you you know it was it was one of those times where for sure i it was it was you know hunker down on cigar smoking for sure you know, yeah just, everybody yeah. else was going nuts on yeah. toilet paper we yeah. were like we gotta have cigars right, marcos you call him you're like oh, i'm building a model car yeah. <laughs> on my back porch 
I was picturing him with a ship in a bottle, like with a you know a pince nez on his eyes, you know. And by the way, that model is still not finished. It was a, it was a great start, but you know, as the procrastinator that I am, it's still sitting there. Isn't that funny? So so for me, it started. Uh, I mean, cigars were a huge part of it. Um, Josh, you and I and Victor were hanging out. I think FaceTime most days. I feel like we were FaceTime and just kind yeah. of seeing this needed sanity. Like we were all stuck with our little kids and wives. Not stuck, but stuck. Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that it's was good that we go to work. Yes, that's exactly. all I'm saying. It's good that we go to work. And, and I felt like I I was pretty stocked at the beginning, but within maybe two weeks, I was like texting Josh. Okay. I need a cigar that's much cheaper than what I've been getting. What's the best really cheap cigar? And so and can I can you airdrop it to my house. Exactly. <laughs> so I ended up smoking a bundle of uh, fact. What are they called? Factory, Factory smokes. smokes. The can you smoke? Ones. You smoke yeah. a bundle like together, they, they like the cone terrible. Heads. You just they, light them all. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just like that they were Simpsons amazing for a dollar thirty-two. Let's that's what you said. You were like, "That's the best dollar thirty cigar you'll ever smoke." <laughs> and I and I I can definitely attest to that. It was, what is it was the okay. rank above Dutch Master? Like what? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good question. Dutch, Josh could speak to that because it's like I'm not, no, not going to put anybody on the. Well, I guess I will. I was well, joking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking about the quality of Dutch math. Like, what's uh, the Drew rank? Estates is a subsidiary of Swisher. Swisher <laughs> Yeah, I was the only person in history to smoke a Philly uh, <laughs> without it being a blunt. Made a mistake. Yeah, so that was a long time ago. But but so yeah, cigars like it was it was a big part of it and 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 I I would also I'm not ashamed to say or, or maybe I ought to be um, I I feel like in the first month or two there were two or three times when I went to the the liquor store and I said okay now I have enough booze to get me through the next month or so <laughs> and I probably did that three times in the first month <laughs> like it was it was just every day every listen, day listen don't be ashamed <laughs> that you're not good at math. <laughs> Right. It's okay that you're not good at math. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your math skills. <laughs> okay, quick quick sidebar here. What am I smoking here, uh, Josh? That is the Herrera Steli Habano Pyramid Fino. So it's, a, it's quite a mouthful, but it's uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Um, it's got Nicaraguan fillers in it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's blended specifically by our master blender, Willie Herrera. Who used to work uh, locally in Miami at El Teton the Bronze? He was their blender there. He's actually married to the lady that owns it. So uh, in 2012, ish, he moved to Drew Estate, and that was the first cigar he released under Drew Estate. Mm. So it's one of my favorite cig- smokes, and probably the one that I've smoked the most of during the pandemic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would say I've been to your house a handful of times light it up. in the last yeah. few months, and I think every time that's what you've had a box of on your your yeah, coffee table, more or less. That's my, that's well, it's actually the favorite brand of the office and the people who work at Drew Estate. We tend to fight over it, um, specific sizes at least. Um, but I've been smoking those since I they released them in what 2013 ish. So those are my go-tos. Well, thank you, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I'll let you know how it is after a few puffs. Again, I won't be able to tell you anything specific about it. Marcos is not throwing up, so we give this a thumbs up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm. So I actually started the pandemic woefully unprepared. I thought it was going to be like... The way that I listened to the th- everybody and my office and the emails, I thought I was going to be gone for like two weeks. And that was mm. it. So most of my cigars are in my office. Oh. I have not been able to step foot in my office since March of 2020. Wow. So yeah. basically, now I get to panhandle my company and beg for cigars every <laughs> month to get some. And that's basically how I've managed to smoke cigars over the... Uh, can I have some more? Yeah, yeah. may I have some more? But like, <laughs> written as politely as I can in email form, as per my last request, can you make it the exact same as that request? <laughs> but my, my consumption of cigars actually has gone down to four. So <laughs> this oh, a day? Okay. Which, four a day? Well, four a day, ironically, has gone down to four a day. Um, but... You know, when I was in the office, you could just walk to anybody's 
or well, not to anybody's human. You need to ask permission, but most humidors were stocked in the office. Yeah, and you could pick up whatever you wanted. Oh God, that's amazing. But um, <laughs> it's like Disney World. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like Disney World. The thing that I miss though, that you don't realize until you lose it, is the ability to smoke in air conditioned environments. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yes. The one thing that you realize very quickly here in Miami is that it's balls hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. So it was nice in March. It was yes, terrible yes, in June. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to smoke point. out here anyway. So, you know, yeah. we're at the, uh, what do we call this place? The, the undisclosed, undisclosed location, location yeah. in yeah. South Florida. The clubhouse. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, and this is, uh, I don't mind sweating. I don't mind sweating. <laughs> it's like, man, it's really hot outside. I sweat Humidity's whether I'm in air 100%. conditioning or not. So, <laughs> I just, yeah. I'll smoke anyway. Yeah, it's funny because you talked about um, nobody worked harder in the pandemic when we were in like real lockdown, Thank lockdown. You. I appreciate the recognition. Yeah, nobody worked harder than my basketball shorts. <laughs> I wore, and they they were given a Viking funeral. Like I had to, bur- I, had to, I had to burn them. Like they served well. They were they were treated with honor. But like that's all I wore for like however we were like lockdown, lockdown. Yeah. I had a T-shirt. I had brought a bunch of stuff home from the office, like a nice office chair, and I had an iMac at the time. So I had like my iMac set up and the office chair, and my T-shirt was. Just on the back of my uh, my office chair for the forty five minutes I'd have to be on a Zoom call. <laughs> I would walk to the chair, put it on. Oh man, that's do, nice. Do 40, my, only forty five minutes. Well, because we weren't paying for the full the full boat yet. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, and then do my meeting, and then like the minute they like bloop, poof, shirt off. <laughs> so when we had to go back into the office. I felt like Dwight when he had to wear long sleeve dress shirts. Like I'm like, I, this is restricting my movement. I gotta wear, I gotta wear clothes. Like, I can't defend myself. <laughs> yeah, I was I was home fully for about six weeks. I think starting mid March. You know, same as everyone. And our office opened back up. I remember it was we wanted to be like May first. We wanted to have people in office. So it, uh, I didn't have to go in right away, and they—they they were very. My my, my employer has been phenomenal. They're very gracious to people that had kids that were still doing remote learning, and um, so you know I've got two kids that were in school at the time, and um, yeah, it was. We knew we were home fully until the end of the school year, but I, I started going in, like the office was available to me, so I started going in sometimes and now i'm to the point where i'm back to my normal schedule you know yeah i have been for months now but a couple days in a couple days at home in a given week what did you do during that time when like those first six weeks etc etc um i mean how, how did you keep from going crazy being alone without because we're, we're always used to smoking cigars I, we've always talked about how cigars are something that that are social that are best enjoyed yeah, socially yeah. yeah so what what how, how did you handle that what'd you do um i i got good at pirating movies again i did get a new ipad you find out how yeah. important it is i got new airpods um, yeah but yeah i know you end up just um you know one of the things that was kind of unexpected was using zoom and and the like to reconnect with different groups of friends so one of my best friends for the last 20 years or so um we both stayed in the same city when like we had a bunch of friends that went away to college and so he and i were the last two he you know he he had a job he didn't he didn't go away to school and i was a year younger than a bunch of our friends and so we really became friends my senior year of high school and so he still lives in that area he works downtown chicago and i had had my last foray out was a it would have been right as this episode released actually it was the very tail end of february of last year i had a trip to chicago for a conference for work yeah and so during that conference it was like it was like four nights work put me up in this killer hotel downtown chicago and like idiots though this conference is in february in chicago and mm-hmm. i'm like like i'm flying from miami to chicago in february like yeah. did you even have clothes to have like appropriately i did for that I, well no i this was where my miami have, nature came through now and I, i'm wearing like a ski jacket everywhere yeah. like <laughs> full on it's got like this crazy do you have a box at your house like in case of chicago break it's, tape it's seriously yeah. like that yeah. and so it worked out really well though because he and i had just seen each other for like a couple nights we went out for pizza and stuff in chicago and then the pandemic hits and which, so, which is extremely important oh yeah like 
Yeah, uh, thank to, you for asking. That, we went to Pequod's, um, and it was glorious. Uh, to this day, people talk about which what's the best Chicago pizza, and uh, I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, you should, you know, if you've never had it, yeah, Giordano's is fine, Uno's is fine, but really, you want to go to Lou Malnati's. That's, that's actually, in my opinion... It might be the best, but if, if I'm, like, in the city... I'd like I, to point out that Matt is not taking the bait. Please continue. Yeah, this is not a... This is my own opinion. This is not the opinion of this podcast. But, <laughs> um, the opinion is expressed in, When you're in Chicago, I don't think there's an experience as fun, especially if you're, like, with the guys or something, like a small group, not, like, the family, but, like, the guys. Yeah. Pequods. It's like a dive bar, but, like, they don't take reservations, but they make their pizza, and it is unbelievable how good it is and so um so one night i did lou malati's one night i did pequod so i got my two favorite pizzas and i'm not going to say which one's better i don't think there is one that's better they're they're both my favorite but so that was a thing that was unexpectedly awesome about being stuck at home uh or like all the social things kind of coming to a, a grinding halt was Okay, well, I, I had a pro-Zoom account. I taught a Sunday school class, and my Sunday school pooled their resources, and we bought a Zoom account uh, in my name. And so I had a pro-Zoom account, and so I would just host meetings of different groups. So my home, my, my friends from growing up, we would do it sometimes. My friends from college, I've reconnected with a whole bunch of them as well. We're, we're actually thinking about starting a, a podcast. We're, we're missing one of our, I was a roommate with him for my senior year of college, Peter Chang. Uh, he, he's a huge Cubs fan, and I have not spoken to him in several years, and no one can find him. Um, we know his last job. We've called them. No one, so if you're listening, Peter. Peter exactly. Chang. That's why we're doing this the, podcast. Peter episode. Chang, the, we call him the lazy Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. The six people that listen to us just canceled us. <laughs> well, I mean, if you knew Peter I'm Chang. I'm sorry. That was out of, out of line. But so well, we're thinking about people that listen my, to us. My canceled college us. friends and I are talking about starting a podcast called Chasing Chang. <laughs> 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 Trying to track him down like that guy that did the Richard Simmons podcast a couple years ago. Oh, you need to do that. <laughs> The chasing chain. Uh, in all honesty, there was a point in college, this is very much in the weeds here, but I'm going to say it. Uh, so he would go back to Korea. He was Korean. He would go back every summer um, to Korea, and there was a real dust-up one year when he was, because he had dual citizenship, and he was not able to return to the U.S. because they wanted him to serve his mandatory military service oh, wow. in Korea. And so it was like dicey. Is maybe you coming check, back this maybe year. Maybe you should check that. So yeah. I genuinely <laughs> believe that he's in Korea because his U.S., all of his contacts have bounces or, or you know, Phone, phone numbers have been changed and stuff. Maybe he was a spy the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know which Korea he was from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just found out that there's actually two Koreas. <laughs> <laughs> but so so that's how I, I got by with just kind of the, again, what we were saying, our favorite part of the cigar is sitting with friends. Like this is something, the other thing that we do, and we have done at least, the, the, I've done this with all of you guys over the pandemic is get together you know, at first it was like, are we allowed to? Then it was like, okay, in the backyard, come around the house, don't go yeah. through the house. I remember I borrowed your projector to show my kids Trolls World Tour, and and it was like the first one of the first weekends, and you were like a friend, like, yeah, it was yeah. like seeing someone in person. <laughs> but um, so so that was the big thing for me was was shifting to this. Uh, the best possible way, given the circumstances, to reconnect with people. And then there was the the moment that we, the uh, as as time progressed, we're like we're gonna sneak some visits in, right? We're gonna we're gonna hang out. So you hung out with Josh and Victor a few times. Yeah, Josh yeah. and Victor. Um, so Victor and I live about exactly a mile apart, and Josh lives essentially at the direct middle of that mile, and so. I, a handful of times we walked to your house and or drove. Yeah. Let's be honest, and uh, we'd have cigars. And you have a, a wonderful courtyard area, and and it's like your office now, right? Yeah, that's basically where I do my work. <laughs> yeah. So so a handful of times we do that, or um, you know, I'd open the side gates and put the dog away, and people would come around to my backyard, yeah. and we'd sit in the back. You know, I remember the first time though. I remember Matt, you came over, and it was like, you know. I, d- I didn't want to cross any lines, and so it was like, okay, I, I set a lighter at one end of a yeah, table yeah. And, and set a cigar <laughs> out. I was like, okay. Because for me, my daughter is nine now. She she was eight at the time. And um, she developed a, a pretty uh, real 
sense of anxiety about you know hearing the news and how afraid all the adults were yeah. there was this real sense in her about like don't do anything that could in any way cause any of us to get sick and so i i still do a lot of things and show her look i'm being careful in these ways i think this is okay mm-hmm. because of this and and so yeah there's a lot of that i think what so we've talked about this privately but for me i have some underlying health conditions and i had kind of resigned myself to the fact that if i get this it's not going to go well for me and i had a kind of a but i had kind of come to terms with it i was okay with that yeah um but it was it was a big deal when my wife was like hey it's okay if you want to go to marcos's and you were the first person I hung out with. Yeah. We came, 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 what just happened there? I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I turned a foghorn leg horn. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. Uh, Group sentences we, is in words. <laughs> <laughs> Left to right, top to We bottom. kind of kept our distance. That was the phrase I couldn't get out. Matt first. brought a mask with a hole in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I brought a CPAP machine. Yeah. <laughs> Not the machine, just the mask just so I can the put mask. the cigar in the hole where the hose goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, that wasn't the hardest. And I'm curious, what was the hardest part for you guys? For me, there was a lot of actually really good things that came out of the pandemic. And we can talk about those t- next. But for me, the hardest part was having done my job for over 20 years, feeling like an absolute noob again and not knowing how to do my job because my job is about being with students and have and and community and being together and they're on zoom all the time yeah and so every two months i felt like it was my first day on the job which really i really felt like i got robbed of 20 plus years of experience and like i'm like i'm a 22 year old kid again you know and that was di- that was probably the most difficult thing because there's a lot of really positive. Like I never have had this much time with my wife and my daughter, and that yeah. was great. I mean, that was right. really kind of wonderful. Um, so, what were what were some of the most difficult challenges for you guys? I think. Um, well, I the disclaimer: we have not actually returned to our offices yet. That'll happen in July. Um, but I, we started going to to church again um, around September. But I think the hardest part was, and it, it, this is going to sound like I'm one of those people, but uh, the hardest part was getting used to masks. As you can tell, like I wear glasses. So, like, uh, oh, getting used to masks. I think yeah. I said mess. Masks. I was like, oh, I can fix that really. On a less serious note, like the, the, um, Making sure you don't fart in public was very <laughs> difficult, but <laughs> but getting used to the whole mask mandate and this is how you you're mean, you see wait, you mean you mean like going from being secluded in your house where it doesn't matter exactly because we have an expression in my house when you're at home and there's no company you fart at your butt's content <laughs> <laughs> you can put that on a t-shirt I wrote that yeah. Fart to your butt's content. Oh, for me, farting in public was easier because people were wearing masks. Yeah. Like, smell it, you know? I'm with you on that one. It's like, what? It gives you extra easier. time to walk away. Give you a certain, certain amount of distance. Yeah. 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 Someone's smelling something. That's probably their breath. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm killing COVID. I'm helping you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we found out methane was the answer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, the mask thing is is real. I'm, a, I mean, three of us here are glasses wearers, and man, I I even went in my annual eye appointment, and I just said I want contacts, and I tried to do contacts for a while, and it, eh, it just, you know, I, my eyes get tired, and it's mm-hmm. like it's worse. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but you were mentioning your kid, and I have well, she's turning three in June. I don't do the the month thing, but she's turning three in June, but. There was this good like four to five months where she the only person she interacted with was was me and her mom. So then like eventually you could start visiting family again and things like that. And she had no idea how to be a person around other little people. <laughs> um, so to that point, like you know the the <clears throat> kids that kind of got experience, you know, being in daycare and stuff like that. She didn't know what to do when like a a little girl came over and just took things from her. So so that's something that we actually had to get used to 
or at least get her used to is just interacting with other children again because that is something that that definitely she missed out on you yeah know. re-entry we yeah. All, it's all yeah yeah we all had different versions of re-entry right uh, I don't know. Like the, I don't know what to do when a little girl walks up and takes my stuff either. Yeah. <laughs> you just let it happen. It happens, it happens, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, there's. You absolutely. want to punt them, but you can't. But you can't. I, I feel like as far as what was the hardest, it's kind of like everything was like you know what I mean. Like it, it, we've all been talking about how hard it was forever. To me, the things that stuck out were the like moments of like rest or or peace that, yeah. that like surprising. And so, like, as a family, we did a bunch of jigsaw puzzles. Um, I had uh, my brother-in-law. So we kind of, like, converted in the summertime. My my brother-in-law and his wife moved down from New York. They bought a house here. And so for a while, though, they were living with my in-laws. And so it would be them, my, my your mother and father-in-law, and my wife and I and our kids. And we were kind of our quarantine pod for a long time. And... Um, it just so happens that the game that we wanted to play was Pandemic Legacy, but we got into this board game. Um, so Pandemic is a great board game in and of itself, but there's a version called Pandemic Legacy. I just started playing it. So it's incredible. Yeah. Like the idea is you play uh, the, the same board with the same group of people um, several times in a row. Twelve. Twelve. Well, if you win every month, it's twelve. But it's up to 24 because you can lose each month yeah, once exactly. and replay it. And so... Um, but the idea is, as you're playing, you make decisions in the January month of the game that will carry out and change things for the, the next time you play and at each subsequent time. So um, at one point, you know, um, you're, you're playing on a world map and different cities get infected. And once a certain threshold of infection hits, some cities never recover. And they won't recover ever in the course of the game, or at least as far as we got. We, we didn't get real far because... They ended up uh, moving to their house, and then babysitters came involved, and it got a lot harder to play. But so we still need to finish. But that was a great thing that started coming. And then I, I have to mention it because I mentioned the Diamond Dogs. I think that you, we just found shows and, and TV shows that kind of like hit on it. So of course, at the beginning, Matt, you turned I think everyone I know onto Tiger King. You were the one oh, that told yeah. me about oh, it. So remember remember that part of the pandemic? Like Tiger Ooh. King? Yeah, yeah. Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband, that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And then it turned into... I think Carol Baskin killed Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> but, <that's> just... <laughs> but then, to me, the big standout of that was, was Ted Lasso. That show is just phenomenal in every way, and I've rewatched it, I think, two full times now. It's just so freaking good. <laughs> there was... Back to just a Tiger King for a split second. Like, I've never watched something that I had no idea what the threshold of crazy was. And in the most crazy time of our like exactly. lives and our history, we're like, wow, this is refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> this is not as crazy as my real like, my, yeah. my real life is not as crazy as this. This yeah, is very- finally something solid to cling to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joe Exotic. Yeah, Joe Exotic got us through the pandemic. He's in prison, but he got us through the pandemic. Man, I found out that like I've seen so many, so much streaming television. You know these uh, Netflix and stuff. I don't remember sometimes like if, I, if I'm trying to think about what did I watch that I really I, there was too many that, and uh, did I enjoy them I don't know <laughs> were, they, were they okay yeah some of them were kind of mediocre who, who won Netflix and Zoom that, yeah. that's who won Disney yeah. Plus won Dis- oh man Disney Plus <laughs> now did Zoom did we have a Mandalorian season in there yeah. somewhere yes we did actually <laughs> we had two yeah, yeah. now speaking of Zoom uh, Zoom uh, that was one of the things that I struggled with was because uh, I, I didn't really have to do Zoom for work my work doesn't require that and I'm thankful because I hate that. Yeah. I can't stand the the the, you know, the multiple screens and all that. And the only time I experienced it was, was over cigars. Well, what we tried to do, uh, we did child, two right? different yeah. two different. Uh, we did an eagle and child, which is our guy scene that we would normally do together, as as you know, as, as guys here on the back porch or your back porch or whatever. And then we did uh, our friend Bradley's toxic masculinity yeah. thing, which he wanted to do on Zoom. And there, here's like eight people on the screen, everybody talking at the same time, and, I, and I'm just sitting here like an idiot. I mean, I could have put a cardboard cutout in front of it, you know, just a, <laughs> a screenshot, because I, I just couldn't engage, and it just bothered me not being able to be together. Yeah. That's, that's what, that was what pissed me off. My wife comes from a huge family, and they're all up in Maryland. They all live next door to each other, and they were trying to, they wanted to have a Zoom 
family meeting. Oh no! Which yeah, that that's a fresh level of hell. But anyways, my father-in-law didn't want to use Zoom because of the Chinese, and I was like. What are they gonna get from us? <laughs> what are they gonna get from our family? Oh yeah, recipes. very good, very good recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they would shut that off in a heartbeat. Like, oh look what we got, we got, we got fifteen of these Americans. Make it stop. You know, it's funny you mention that because my parents live in, um, they live up the road from my sister, but <clears throat> both my sister and my parents live in a tiny town it's got you know like one stoplight and um my sister's is the last house in in the direction that got cable internet so they have decent internet it's fine but my parents had dsl and um so it was really slow but it was at least reliable but they thought they'd upgrade and so they switched to a satellite internet and it was hot garbage and so at some point during the last year or so we stopped being able to facetime with my parents and that was something we did very regularly unrelated to the pandemic. But that actually was really hard because it was like we'd try to FaceTime and we couldn't. And so I'm very thankful for Elon Musk and Starlink because my parents switched to that. And it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's like crazy fast and it's cheaper. And, it, you know, uh, it's, it's been a real life saver for them. So we do, we do family euchre nights now and then where we, we're on a Zoom and we play cards together, kind of. I've confessed this, I think, before on the show. I'm the only person from Indiana that doesn't know how to play Well, I don't know what euchre is. I don't think anybody in Miami no, knows what euchre not. is. No. Yeah. We play dominoes here. Yeah. Nobody yeah, outside of Indiana you. knows what euchre is. Well, and you can't play dominoes on Zoom, or can you? I think you can't. Well, you can. no, you have to have multiple dominoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd you have to play quick. it on a computer. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd also have to have like an extensive camera set up. Like, yeah. like yeah, a yeah. Bull, bull ends. Yeah. Like, like well, the, I think the you can play shot. spades. It's, it's a, whatever. It's, it's a very regionally uh, popular game, card game, kind of like spades. It's I also, I'm also the only white boy from Indiana stuff. that can't play basketball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, oh, why, that's, a shame. that's why they kicked me out of the state. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're an embarrassment. Please just leave. Yeah. You could have been the next, what, Larry Bird? I, I could have been the next half of Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I got all of Larry Bird, but just, you know, with. Compact. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm two Larry Birds wide. I'm, or, you know. It's like the Photoshop adjust. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, my job is actually very Zoom heavy. So as as the so our business is in in cigars spans from May to to about August. And so as the amount of time that I had to spend in front of my coworkers in Zoom increased the the amount of time that I was willing to do Zoom calls after I was done working also decreased. And I think that also coincided with when we stopped um, yeah. doing the online cigar thing. Um, especially cuz that's what I was doing during the day. Um, but we so I just never got into as much Zoom past June-ish mm. um, when, I, when I was, well, I'm still at home, but uh, I can actually see people now. I can actually go to a cigar shop. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, one thing that I had noticed that I was doing is I was picking up random hobbies like all the time. Just mm. like either one day it's like, I, I guess I'm going to learn how to play a guitar. So I half learned how to play a guitar. It's basically like testing the waters to see like what exactly would I enjoy, um, and then you know just because I'm a very basic individual, I just settled on video games. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's a great question. What is maybe the strangest thing that you tried and did not pr- continue with? Building a model. Building a model. <laughs> building a model. <laughs> I. Uh, this is really dumb. This was re- I actually would really enjoy this, but the problem is because I've had two eye surgeries. My eyes aren't what the... And, and I turned 40, you know, over 40, so I'm 44. And so like my eyes just are going down anyways. But uh, I, down, I ordered... Because like Amazon became my best friend. Like right. Am- Amazon oh, yeah. is just like, and it's and then you just stop caring. You're like, I don't order anything. I try, you know, just they're like no filter anymore for ordering stuff on Amazon. So I I, I ordered this black piece of material and a pattern and all this string to do a cross stitch of the Star Wars poster. <laughs> <laughs> I could not see it. Like, I was like, I was like, I was like, what is this? 
can't do it. Is this for ants? Yeah, no, it's, it's people. It's like cross stitch for ants. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like not like a simple like you know bless this house. No, I had to do like the 1977. You know, yeah. pyramid, yeah, pyramid yeah. poster from from episode four. So how far did you get? I did not <laughs> get anywhere. Just organizing all that. I was like, I can't see. I'm, 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 I seriously, I had it like right next to my face. I'm like, I'm gonna stab myself in the eye with a needle. I, I made a perler bead uh, coaster. You know those little beads that you you hug like those together, and then yeah. you you use the iron. Oh and yeah, melt yeah, them yeah, together. yeah, My daughter got really into it, and I used a bunch of them. I made the. Your house is super crafty. <clears throat> yeah, we're very very crafty. I don't mean it. like in a, like a villain way. I mean like <laughs> I mean like arts and crafts. Yeah. So I made, my thought was, okay, it's kind of like pixelated stuff. So I found, I, I used to work at Apple. I'm a big Mac guy. So I made the Finder icon out of Perler beans. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but like 64-bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, the old school. It's pretty good. I, I, I'm hearing like the Mario, like do 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 That's what you should do. You should make like a whole... Be good series. We got inspired. We had a friend that, that did that. She got really into Perler beads and making all kinds of cool stuff. So we would use her Instagram. And she's as seven. A, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> some multiple of that. Now I went Josh's route. I I played uh, I, I played a video game all the way through for the first time in years. And I'm over fifty, by the way. And I played because uh, you mentioned you were over forty. So, and I played um, I played Ghost of Tsushima. The the have you seen this thing? Well, all the games you can yeah, pick, you pick one of the hardest games out oh, there. It was so good. <laughs> it was so fulfilling. I loved it. Yeah, and it, and then the, the problem was that as as things started to go back to normal, I continued to play yeah, the video yeah. game because <laughs> I had any, any moment I could. You know, dur- even during the day, I'd be like, come on, come on. Josh is gone. I can, you know, my son Josh. He's gone. For, he's gone to school. Okay, you know, he went back to school, and I was able to sneak some time in there. Yeah. I think my my the, the only hobby I kind of got way more into this is kind of basic I guess now because everyone got into it, but golf because golf is it was safe socially distant yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're out you in the golf course yeah, yeah. you're good and, and, and cigar they, friendly it, absolutely I, I never play around without a cigar yeah. and um, so I, I started trying to be intentional about so I'd, I'd played golf quite a bit before also but so I, I was I was out in front I actually. Uh, Made made a couple wise financial decisions in 2020. The first of which is I actually did this uh, like in January of 2020. No idea about the pandemic, but I bought one share of Zoom for eighty dollars. It's now worth like three hundred and thirty dollars. Nice. So that was a wise financial decision. And this one, Matt, you'll appreciate. I, I know we talked about it, but I was on the season ticket waiting list for the Chicago Cubs for more than ten years, and m- my number got called, and so. Back in January, I was back and forth with a member of the Cubs sales team, and you know they sent me the the seats and and here's what the options are, and I mean it was like for a really bad seat it was like three grand for one season ticket. Wow! And I looked at it and I was just like, I mean like if I really wanted to I could make this happen, but I also live in Florida, <laughs> nowhere near Wrigley Field, and so. Again, unrelated to the pandemic, I'd made the tough grown-up decision, which it should be painfully obvious to any sane human being. You buy I them. <laughs> I chose not to, which, in retrospect, was one of the smartest things I've ever done. Because if you had season tickets last year, they did not do much. That for did you. not happen. Yeah, you couldn't even sell those. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. It was I, I honestly don't know how they made that up, but even now, it's still at, at some significantly reduced capacity and stuff. So I, those were the, the wise financial decisions. But with golf, it was like. Like, I, I had already been playing quite a bit before the pandemic. And then, so it was the greatest thing when we switched to work from home. And so I would duck out maybe at 4.30 or 5 instead of, you know, the, the real end of the day, 5.30 or 6, when we really kind of wrap up for the day. And I, I would go and play nine holes after after the end of the work day. And that was such a respite for me. And so they closed golf courses. Miami-Dade County closed golf courses at one point for about six weeks. And that was just like, it felt cruel and unusual. Like, why would you do that? It was like the one safe thing. And so they, they reversed course pretty quickly. Quick. But um, so that's that's been a thing that I, I still have have stuck with and, and I'm doing somewhat regularly. I've been to a lesson now and uh, I feel like I'm actually improving a little bit. Which if you've been into golf, it's it's a phenomenal game because you know the the hardest um, like every bit of golf is just you against the course. You know I'm not really playing against people. I go with people, but how they do doesn't really affect me. How I do affects me, and and so I you know you can kind of fudge your score. You're really playing against. So yeah, yourself. That, and that's I would be. 
more into golf if there was a contact element. If there was somebody guarding the hole, if I could fight them. A goalie. Yeah, if I could fight them to get yeah. it in, you know, I might be more interested. Yeah. I decided to save. I made a very good financial decision, too. Instead of getting into golf, I just have my daughter hit me with a wiffle bat. <laughs> which, I, which I find is about as equally as enjoyable and far less expensive. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, the, the um, golf is, is unique in that it's well. It's one of those hobbies, kind of like photography or, or maybe like uh, videography, where there is no limit to the cost and amount of gear you yes, can yes. get. And and it, there is always a better, you know, club or shaft or ball or something. And um, and then that that's not even playing. Like you you pay to play, and you know, unless so. It can be very expensive, but that's something I pride myself on is trying to find the best deals and how to play, you know, regularly yeah, 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 at the yeah, cheapest yeah. possible way and stuff. So it's it's been a ton of fun. Gotten tried to get a few more people into it. I, I, probably the biggest win is I regularly will take one of my kids. I, I have three kids, and they all three love to spend time with me. And so, you know, one week I'll take, you know... The, my oldest, then another week or two later, I'll take the middle one and we'll go play nine holes. I'll play nine holes and they'll damage the course in some small way. <laughs> Ride the cart. <laughs> yeah. But we have a lot of fun with that. And uh, yeah, that's that's probably been the, the biggest outlet for me during the pandemic. We went on a, a road trip when we thought things were wrapping up back in June. It was like right when the school year ended. We just needed a break because, you know, we had done, I don't know, two months of in-house yeah, yeah. remote learning and that that was grueling um people can't speak enough about the rock stars moms and teachers are and everything but we went on this road trip and we went to see my brother who didn't have clubs so we actually i packed two sets of golf clubs to go on a road trip <laughs> to tennessee and I then up to indiana <laughs> i was I like i don't care these. there's not room for your pillow. take only what you need <laughs> yeah. to survive <laughs> i was like but isn't one set of no i need two <laughs> it's my industrial strength hair dryer and i can't live without it <laughs> i uh I have a I have a dumb question for you, Josh. It's not uh, topic related, but you said that there's a busy season. Yes. Which is basically the summer. Yeah. So why is that? Like, is that just the production cycle? Is that when? So I'll, most companies, cigar companies, they they release their brands um, in the summer because that's when our trade show is. The I think it's called the the PCA actually. Ironically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the summertime is when most most companies make their announcements, but it also coincides with the time that people outside of Florida could actually smoke outside. <laughs> oh, okay. Because yeah. obviously during oh, the winter right, months, right. that's right, true. Yeah. People are, you know, you're up if if you're. That's up why we're better at it because we can smoke all year. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like people in South Dakota, Dude, we take a break when it's too hot. Yeah. 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 Our busy season actually, and it's our, it's in Florida. It's actually from October to about Marchish is when they're buying heavy, and then outside of that period of time, they're not because nobody can smoke outside at some point unless you're. You know, have no choice like I did. So. Right, man. I went to 2019. I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. The, no, but that was basically that was a good reason because it, it leads me to this. I was in Utah in Salt Lake City in 2019, I think, and and it was February, and like Mark, I was I wasn't walking around with a ski jacket, but I had a very thick, heavy trench coat, and I'm Cuban, so I I got the black hair and the whole thing, and I'm I'm walking around. I, I look good, <laughs> but I walked. I, I went from the hotel. We're in Salt, downtown Salt Lake, and I and I found like you guys were saying earlier. I found a cigar shop. There's one there called the Beehive. Really nice place. And and I I, I walked from the hotel to this cigar shop in the snow. I wasn't a flurry or anything, but there was snow on the ground. And and um, I'm, I'm and then I, as I'm walking, I'm realizing this is a very blue collar type of town. I mean, really, really like like it's just it's just like like shopping centers and you know strip malls, but they're all shut down for some reason. Everything's muddy. I'm walking down the street like an idiot, and I get to the Beehive, and I walk in, and 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 that's when it hit me it was it was it was such a different vibe from you know you walk into cigar lounge here in in Miami any time of the year it's always the same experience everything outside looks the same yeah. everything inside yeah. field looks the same pretty much yeah yeah it was it was so um 
stuffy. Like, <laughs> why are you here? I can say. We yeah. haven't run the air conditioning yeah, yeah. in like four months. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I walk in, and there's these dudes sitting down in a, in a corner, like six or seven of them. And again, one of the things in Miami, you walk into a cigar shop, not all of them, but some of the cigar lounges, you walk in, and, and, and some of them, you even like walk around the room and shake hands yeah. with everybody. Yeah. You know, Sometimes they know you, some, they're meeting you for the first time or whatever, but you walk around they're and shake hands. Yeah. yeah. Not here, not at the Beehive, <laughs> and I look like like uh, you know like freaking uh, Tony Soprano when he was younger, you know, <laughs> a little lighter walking into this place. And I go, I go, hey, hey guys, how are you? And they just they just kind of looked at me like, who the hell is this? <laughs> Where did he come from Where? dressed like that? <laughs> I get that expression like when I go into Costco. But but the coolest thing was that I got to sit down by myself and I, I lit a, a, a cigar and I sat down under a portrait which I thought was really funny of Brigham Young and, I, and, and, and he's right over my head this massive portrait of Brigham Young and I don't think he smoked cigars though No, I don't but he was at the no, Beehive no, Cigar Lounge he did not but yeah that's, definitely that's a different that's, experience that seems like a little bit of a Thumb in the eye to the Mormons in town. If yeah, the cigar yeah. shop. Oh, he looked pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brigham looked. He was judging you. Yeah. He was very unhappy. Yeah. With his, it was a very judging look. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "No wives for you." I have a picture of that. I'll post it. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know who went to Brigham Young in Chicago sports history? I don't. Not Jim McMahon. Oh, that doesn't. That makes sense. That makes sense. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why would that place want him? Well, <laughs> he's a lunatic. God bless him. Love him. I, I'm not. I'm not picking the Mormons over Jim McMahon. And if you're a Mormon, please don't write us. <laughs> <laughs> if, if one of you two are a Mormon, we're sorry. <laughs> well, they're so nice. They wouldn't do. That. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. So so. Um, I, I think that the camaraderie that we're had like this this time we're having now where you know I just gave Josh a call said Josh come join us you know it'll, you know for some smokes and we can just run and you you invited Josh before Victor couldn't make it that's right that's yes. right yes, yes. yes that's right that's right well he's not the replacement oh uh, yeah yeah we we but I think this is this is to us is priceless this is what this is all about right. you know the, right. the this the 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 social experience the being able to not distance yeah. you know yeah. and um and just uh that that fraternity of men you know that that comes with smoke and cigars i think it's i think it's a beautiful thing yeah, it's been a real kind of exhale uh metaphorically since the the vaccine right like i got <clears throat> i got my vaccine you know, probably Six weeks ago, I got my second shot, and so it's just been like, it's been awesome. Like, yeah, you know, just today I Actually, got an email. Our office building is loosening their restriction. I, I still had to wear a mask getting out of the car through the parking garage up to my office, and then I can take it off once I'm in my office. But our vaccine uh, story, because it's it's, it's yeah, connected, is probably one of the funniest vaccine stories. Yeah, ever. Josh and I had a pretty pretty interesting experience. It involved Victor. Uh, yeah, why don't you why don't you tell about about our fun experience with the so, vaccine? So, I had, as Mark mentioned, you know, Victor and Mark would come over to my place, and we'd have cigars, and we started having them again. Um, towards the end of the pandemic, it was a, it was basically a lunch. We'd come in on Fridays, we'd smoke cigars, and then we'd go about the rest. We, of the we day. were safe. We're sitting, you know, outside. We'd never go inside, and we we you know we're we're distant enough, yeah. and you know we cover our mouth with a cigar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly the last time we met. Plug it up. <laughs> Victor got his first shot. Yeah, he had come straight from oh, yeah, getting yeah. His, his first, first shot. shot. <laughs> and so we know everything goes normal. We talk about stocks because GME or yeah, GameStop was... and uh, AMC were like the huge thing. Everybody was talking about how people were becoming overnight millionaires. But then the next day, we both simultaneously get a text that hey, that's from Victor that says, hey, guys. I got COVID. <laughs> yeah, you guys should get tested. Yeah, yeah, you guys should get tested. And I was like, I've already made it this far. If I'm not feeling sick, I'm not going to go get tested. And, and Mark was the same. And it was like, at this point, I'm just not going to tell anybody. Because like, <laughs> you don't want to be the guy that got COVID like, at the end of the pandemic. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. I, well, he so he got he. This was a Friday. We had lunch, and it was like a Saturday or Sunday. He texts us to say he got COVID, and Friday he got his vaccine, and he realized Thursday he had he had gotten it. Yeah, and so um, yeah, he tells us in great detail the the. 
personal cost getting COVID was to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, it canceled the vacation and he had to go quarantine and, and, you know, just a lot of, a lot of interpersonal frustration and it kind of tanked a lot of plans. It was very frustrating. It was He's humorous like, to me and Mark. Right. We're dying. <laughs> He's like, you guys should get tested. And Josh and I are like, hell no. <laughs> like, I, first of all, I feel fine. If I have COVID, I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> exactly. So did you guys kind of feel like that dude from, that we heard of it from the eighties, who slept with some chick wakes up the next day and she had she's gone and she's written in on with lipstick on the mirror. I just gave you AIDS. Did you guys feel kind of like that? Like I, I, I kind of <laughs> wow, like, that got oh, dark oh. fast. <laughs> Jeez, I said I smoked a baby's arm and that yeah. was nothing compared to that. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even know where you were going with that. I was like, what the heck? Surprise! Wow. <laughs> no, but it was more like a, a really like. Yeah, really? I don't think either of us believed him that he had it at first. You know, it's funny because I even forgot about this. I had went to go meet with a student and we ate at a restaurant for lunch and then i got home that day and he said hey i just tested positive and i quarantined myself in my bedroom mm-hmm. to, to protect separate from your from wife my and wife kid. and my dog my yeah. wife had to go sleep on the couch and um they would like you know slip me toast underneath the door yeah you know? it was a, uh, very, very uh what's uh nacho libre nacho libre you know and uh, that was actually really hard that was and it was surprisingly hard it felt like solitary confinement yeah you know and then i love my in-laws i love them to death they're wonderful people but literally once i was cleared which was eight days eight days of me staying in my bedroom by myself uh that day they came in and stayed with us for 12 days (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> so you went back you like to fake like, like nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody can see the look on my face. Twelve days, yeah, in our tiny, tiny place. So I, I my quarantine like got extended. It was very, very yeah. extensive. It was quite a, an experience. I'll see you twelve days from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that the vaccine really kind of changed it. In, I mean, obviously, this is kind of a dumb thing to say, but no, it, it, it's I, um, it is like it is like a sigh of relief. Yeah, that, that, and and, and um, I think people have been able to get it faster. Like the the demographics that that have been given access to it have expanded faster than I anticipated. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. I, th- I thought that was going to take us well into the fall. Yeah, of really people getting access to it, and that's happened very quickly. And um, I do think that there is like a, at least in the in the kind of the circles that I travel, and there's a, most people I know got it. Uh, very, I don't know very many people that have chosen not to get it, but that's fine. I feel like we're at a place where it's kind of like, oh, okay, we have all kind of taken, we've all had the opportunity. Well, we've had the measure, we took measures to protect us as a population together collectively. Now we're shifting from a collective responsibility to, to a personal an individual responsibility, responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's a. I mean, I think both of those things are important. I think yeah. I think it was good that we took corporate steps to protect each other, and I think now that it's okay that the onus is on, yeah, the individual. And I don't, yeah, I don't begrudge people who, hundred personal reasons, have decided not to. Okay, right. I respect that. You know, I, you know, I got mine, so you're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's been great. Why were you guys looking at me like I, I got I got the vaccine? <laughs> shut, up, <laughs> shut up, Karen. There's, there's one person that we suspect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if 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 there's nothing that can bring us together, it's it should be this that there's Karens on both sides. Yes. There's mass Karens oh, yeah. and unmasked Karens. There's oh, yeah. vaccine Karens and anti-vaxxers Karens. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't be Karen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just don't be. The and to my lovely Aunt Karen that lives in Jacksonville, we're not <laughs> talking about you. You're a wonderful person. I know you don't listen to this. All right, guys. So so this has been fun, and we'll continue chatting when we turn this off because that's what we do over cig- with cigars. You know. Uh, thanks everybody for being here, and I think that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.